When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greetings and salutations. I want to welcome everyone to another episode of the JW Podcast, known as the Black and Bougie Experience. You are tuning in to the JW Podcast, known as the Black and Bougie Experience. We have made it to episode number 35. That's right. This is episode number 35. And this one is going to be good. Well, hopefully they've all been good to you. But this one I'm really, really, really feeling. And this really, really started um, last week. You know, I, I put a little kind of a, a video slash commercial, whatever you want to call it. I put it together as I was going and buying seafood for the fam. And as I was doing so, I <laughs> I saw these crabs. And there's these crabs in this white plastic bucket, right? And as I'm I'm looking at these crabs and I can't stop looking at it. Like I'm just, you know, I'm waiting for my fish order to come through. And I'm, I'm watching this man as he's grabbing the crabs out. So then I, I go over and I start to take a look at the crabs. And so the crabs are just sitting there. And then as you go in to try to grab and you pick a crab, um, they start trying to attach themselves to each other. And they're attaching themselves to each other to get out. They're latching on. But even at one point, they started to pull each other's arms out of the socket. And I'm like, wow. So then I started to think about, um, you know, the term crab in a bucket mentality. So I have my 11 year old son with me. And as he watches me looking at it and he says, Dad, you're going to turn this into a podcast. Now, the beauty of that is. He actually, you know, he probably saw what I saw. And the other beauty of that is, is that he knows that his daddy is going to take this reality and and transfer it into to audio um, for the world. So that was that was pretty dope. So then I'm thinking, I'm like, well, if I was a crab in a bucket, wouldn't I try to get out by any means necessary? I mean, think about it. They grabbed you from your land or sea and they now you're in this mystery, dark space and then you're put into a bucket with everybody else. Everybody's all confused. And then aren't you going to try to get out by any means necessary? So, yes, if I were a crab, I would definitely be trying to do that. But we're not crabs. We're human. You know, we were given dominion over all things on the earth. So we operate a little bit differently. We don't have that animalistic nature um, to just destroy. The beauty about us being human is we do things differently and we can build and help each other get out of the bucket. You know, in a metaphorical sense um, of problem 
problems, situations, etc. So what does all of this have to do? So I'm going to be honest, I was actually going to name this episode crabs for multiple reasons. I said, you know, I'm going to pause from that. I'm not, I'm not going to do crabs because it could, it could lose, it could get lost in translation. But then I started as I saw that, then I started to move on throughout the week and I started to have this feeling and it was this, this feeling that I was having because things are going so well. Alhamdulillah, thank God, that I had this this feeling. And the feeling that I was having actually wasn't a good feeling. Now, mind you, things are going well. Things are going awesome. And I was having this feeling, a funk that was happening. So that is what the title of this episode is going to be called. And it's not going to be called the funk. <laughs> it's actually um, titled Winner's Remorse. That's right. This episode is being titled Winner's Remorse. And of course, my favorite, my all time favorite thing outside of talking to you all on this podcast is going to the dictionary because it helps us to clarify things when we can see it in the black and white. So I wanted to take a look at the definition of winners and remorse. And this is going to be different from survivor's remorse, which we've, you know, survivors is a little bit differently. We just made it. We got out of it. It's great. It's awesome. And because we made it and we got out of it, we feel this remorseful feeling. Winner's remorse is quite different. And I don't want you to mistake the two. So let's take a look at this, the definition in the black and white. So winner, a thing that is a success or is likely to be successful. Winner, a thing that is a success or is likely to be successful. So then what is remorse? It's a deep regret or guilt for a wrong committed. It's a deep regret or a guilt for a wrong committed. So think about that. And a lot of us have have had this winner's remorse. We just didn't we didn't know what to title it or what it was. But this actually happens when things are going well and you're winning. Like you're winning at a high level, like it's all just going on all cylinders the way it should be. And you start to feel remorse for people that are left behind. You start to see things that are happening out in the world and you get a little bit depressed because they're not coming along with you. Now, it's OK to have this feeling of, man, I want everybody to win, but you don't want to be remorseful or feel guilt or feel like you are wrong because you are winning. Now, as we have continued to talk about black excellence, this is so important for us as our community, because this is one of those things that creates silos, divisions and barriers. If we don't identify it, what is it in the world of, of the great poet G.I. Joe? knowing is half the battle. Well, I want to get you I want to get you going and winning in the battle because you need to know that you're not wrong for winning the right way. 
And I say the right way because there's obviously some people that are perceived to, to be winning when they've done things wrong. They're not. It's going to come back to them, whether it's 10 years, 50 years, 100 years, they're dead and it comes back to the lineage. They can it, it will impact them in some way. So I'm not talking about that. But when you win in the right way, there is no reason for you to feel guilt for that. Not at all. That is where that animalistic nature comes into play. That's when we as humans, we turn into those crabs where we start to pull apart at each other and ultimately we kill each other to actually get out of the situation. That's how people are that are looking at us, the winners, us, the black and bougie family, the people that are out there winning, they are looked at differently because you're of your success. And it has been so hard for me because I'm telling you, man, I want everybody to come along like everybody to win with me. And then I had just had to realize everybody is not meant to win with me. Now, listen to that. Everybody is not meant to win with me. I'm not saying that everybody isn't meant to win. You can change things and and upgrade your life and upgrade your mindset and you can win. But everybody is not meant to win with you because there might be some lessons that they need to learn with someone else. And once they learn those lessons with somebody else, then out of that discovery, then their wins will come. But don't you feel guilty and remorse because you are a success in your life. And the people that will make you feel this way are the people that are sometimes the closest to you. When their faces get a little bit tight, looks like they got Botox. When, <laughs> when, when the, um, the topic of your wins come up and their faces get a little bit tight or they get a little bit silent, those are people that you want to look out for. And I've talked about many, many episodes that will help you to identify those people. One of those episodes being toxic. You got to make sure that you identify the toxic people. I'm not going to go into it now. You can go back, listen to an episode where I talked about toxic and then toxic withdrawal, and that will help you to identify those people. But here's what happens. If you don't identify toxic people, what happens when the body goes into like a toxic shock? Well, then something happens and I'm not a doctor, but then sepsis happens. You know, when things get septic, sepsis happens. And that's when the body really, really starts to shut, um, shut down. So I want to, I want to identify what is emotional, um, sepsis. And so emotional sepsis is really a severe emotional infection. It is when your emotions are just turned all upside down. And this has happened because you've allowed those toxic individuals to impact you. And you now have this emotional infection. And what happens in an infection? It starts to break down. And, and sepsis is like the on Red Bull version of infection. And then after that, you can get severe sepsis. And that's when your life structure starts to crumble around you. 
and it starts to impact you and well as others that are connected to you. Because when you have the winner's circle, if one of those winners starts to break down a little bit, um, if others aren't picking up the weight, then it will all start to crumble all around you. And then third, you'll have sepsis shock, sepsis emotional shock. And that's when you shut down and all of the momentum stops. And it just turns you, you basically into the negativity that they want you to be. That they, in quotations, it turns you into the negativity that they want you to be. And literally all momentum stops and your winning dies. Because when you're talking about sepsis of the body, ultimately, if it's not treated, you die. So I'm not talking about a physical death here, but I'm talking about your wins. Your wins will start to decrease and ultimately cease to exist because they don't want you to win. And that they are the people that are silent when you're winning, that they are the people that are trying to combat your wins and build something else up to take away from your wins. That's why the circle is so important, which again, you can tune back into other episodes and talk about that because you want people that are cheering for you when you win. Let me tell you, there's people that are in my circle, man. I get so excited when they're winning, like so excited. So, you know, helping a, a local high school out right now developing an outreach program to really help mentor um, the youth into leadership. And, and as I was having a conversation with the principal, I got so excited that I had to pause and they were excited because we're there trying to help build them up and trying to help take these kids to the next level. But as I'm sitting there and we're talking about helping build these kids up to the next level, I got excited and I turned back and I thanked them for allowing me the opportunity to be of service to them. Now, this again sounds super pie in the sky. And if it sounds that way to you, well, I'm sorry, you need to change your mindset because winning is is a whole vibe. Right. We talk always talk about it's a vibe. Winning is a vibe. It's a vibe that we all need to need to be a part of because it feels good. And not only does it feels good, it makes things better when we're winning. So I'm not going to feel remorseful because I'm actually winning and I'm doing the right thing in the right way, in the bougie way, upperly mobile and progressive. I'm not going to be I'm not going to be upset about that. I'm not going to be upset because other people are winning. So I want to help you and develop. Um, let me see. I can call it. I want you to, to develop some emotional defense steps or techniques that can help you um, to combat this feeling. So if you start to feel it because you will. Winners who come from a positive light and they vibrate higher um, will start to feel this winner's remorse. It's natural for good people. People that aren't good, they don't really give a damn. They don't care. They just keep it moving and life is life and you figure it out. But winners that come from a 
good space and that vibrate higher, you will start to feel this winner's remorse. So let's figure out together how to help. And one way of doing so is by emotional defense steps. And these emotional defense steps are something. <laughs> so I was listening. I'll tell you this first. So I was listening to this interview with um, one of the street poets that I love so much. Some people don't. It is what it is. But I do. And I love him. And it's Kevin Gates. And Kevin Gates, <laughs> he was actually stumbling over his words. And he was trying to say, you know, you got to make a dramatic change. And I was, and then when he said dramatic, he said dramatic. And he was like, wait a minute. I just, I just created a word. We're going to roll with it. It's dramatic. So, you know what? He didn't define it, but I'm going to define it because we have created a word. And that word is dramatic. Thank you, street poet of Kevin Gates. And so what is dramatic? Well, let's break down first what is dramatic is of an event or circumstance sudden and striking of an event or circumstance that is sudden and striking then drastic is likely to have a strong or far-reaching effect radical and extreme man i'm getting so excited i'm there's nobody here with me right now i'm using all type of of hand emotions you could probably tell it when i'm talking because i'm getting excited talking about it but drastic likely to have a strong or far-reaching effect so imagine if you have a dramatic change over your life Imagine if you, in everything you were doing, you took that an event or circumstance to a, another level that was sudden and striking, and then it was just radical and stream, and it had a strong, far-reaching effect. So that's what we got to do when we win. We got to be, we got to be dramatic. <laughs> You know, in the black and bougie family, in our culture, we take words, we create words, we flip things. And yes, I talk, I talk about the dictionary, but there's also bougie basics. There's also bougie one-on-one. There's the bougie, there's the, there's a book of bougie that has its own definitions in it. And we have just put that one in it by way of our poet, Kevin, um, Kevin Gates, which is dramatic. So how do we make a dramatic dramatic change. Well, we've got to have those emotional defense steps and techniques. So let's share, let's share that with you. Number one, identify toxic individuals. And we talked about it. I'm not going to go too deep into it here because I need you to go back and listen to the episode toxic, and that will help you to identify those toxic individuals. Two, we've got to remove that unhealthy feeling from our gut. That unhealthy feeling from our gut, which is guilt. And guilt is what we feel when we let others down or their perceived standards. If they make you feel guilty about a legitimate win, then you need to kick them out. If people make you feel guilty about legitimate not the wins that are have taken by by death, destruction and negativity, but legitimate positive wins. 
If they make you feel guilty about it, they got to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> In the words of Gunner, that's not P. <laughs> like we push a P, that is not P. And the number two is we have to develop emotional intelligence. Develop emotional intelligence. And this is when you really start to master your emotions on a very, very high level. When you can, because you're going to have anger, you're going to have happiness, you're going to have sadness, you're going to, you're going to feel this joy. When you are able to, to manage those, then that's when the true leader in you starts to come out. And there's a lot of different books on emotional intelligence and there's tests that can help you with it. Emotional intelligence is something that I've been using probably for the last 17 years now. And I use it in all things that I do um, because it is definitely it's it's I don't want to say it's easy, but you can read a book and you can get book smart and you can you can get book intelligence. But when you can master your your emotions, that's a whole different level. That's like Yoda level um, mastery. I put it that way. And then the fourth one is you have to accept it. Keep it moving and vibrate higher than them. Accept it. And when I say accept it, accept that you're going to have the haters out there. Accept that you're going to have the envious out there. You can't do anything about them. I don't like to put things in buckets, but put them in the bucket with the crabs. Let them destroy each other and pull, pull each pull each other's um, claws out. They can have that all by themselves. You can be on Crab Island by yourself, but I'm not. I'm going to be over here residing where the humans are. And then you move on and you just vibrate on a higher level. Your vibration will help you achieve even more success and even more wins once you can really, really tap into that version of you that is completely higher than everyone else. Man, this feels so good. I, I, need, I needed this. I really, really needed this because when I tell you this feeling that you get, let me think about this and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about some of the winners that I know of, you know, I have got certain mentees that I deal with that are now um, building, building their own fashion shows. You know, I've got individuals that have their own clothing tailoring lines and people that do um, video editing. And I've got someone that that has their own energy drink and going into a whole different, a whole different um, market. You know, I've got people that have created a fragrance lifestyle company that started with candles and they're building it up. I've got diversity um, um, and bias specialists that have excelled so much so in, in their craft that they're creating their own books and their own brands about their uniqueness in their diversity and killing it in that space. That's what I'm talking about. Why would I be remorseful when I'm surrounding myself with people that are winning like this? When I got people that um, that are friends of mine that are winning in politics, winning in construction, winning in business, winning in um, in the religious aspect of things when they're just winning. 
when I have people like myself that are winning in their relationship. Why am I going to feel remorse because somebody else's relationship, they're not winning in it. Now, I don't wish them harm. I don't wish them um, continued failure in that aspect of their life. But that doesn't make me then feel this remorseful, gut-riching feeling and feeling that I can't, you know, I shouldn't be in the place that I am right now. Man, we've got a we've got a beautiful life. We've got a beautiful space, regardless of whatever's going on in the world, whether it's COVID, finance, crazy politicians that want to make us forget our past, whatever, whatever it is, <laughs> we we can't we can't think about that fully. What we can do is continue to win, put people in position that can help change things. Mm. The message to myself. Because you also have to make sure that you're an expert in what you're doing and then support other people that are experts in what they're doing and let them win in that area and then cheer them on and push them up so we can all win. You don't have to do it all. You don't have to be it all. But what you can do in an all way is support. And if we learn more about support, if we learn more to cheer for people when they're winning, we don't have time for remorse. Now, I can I can um, I can think about you and wish you positive light and energy and everything you're doing if you are failing, because at a certain point, let's be honest, I failed in life. And I had to get back up and start over again. I had to get back up and start collecting my wins. And sometimes when you're collecting the wins, they seem so small that you, if you focus on that, you won't be able to, to get out of it because they're just small wins in your mind, but they're steps. And there's another step and there's another step and there's another step. And let me just tell you this now, the steps continue. The steps actually never end. Because remember, we don't have a ceiling. There's no cap on what we do. So we're going to continue with these steps and keep soaring and soaring and soaring until we can soar no more. And that is so far away, we can't even think about it. I urge you all, I urge you all, please let go of this feeling of winner's remorse and just win. Drop the remorse and just be a winner. So guess what? You know what time it's come to now, right? Is the homework. <laughs> the homework. So I've told you all about the emotional defense steps or techniques, whatever you want to call it. And I've also told you about um, sepsis, emotional sepsis um, that's out there. So first, what I want you to do, pull out that pad pull out that pen or that digital device where you take your notes. And what I want you to do is I want you to identify. I feel like I always start with identify because it's important to know, know the mark. Um, but I want you to identify people that could cause you 
emotional sepsis or this severe emotional infection. Identify them. And as you start to identify them, which you can also get help from that in, in past episodes, I want you to go into your emotional defense steps. And number one, just so we can read it again, was to identify the toxic individuals, which that's what you're going to do is the first step of your homework. And then two, you're going to remove the unhealthy guilt and you have to identify what that unhealthy guilt is. Then three, I want you to develop your emotional intelligence. How do you do that? Well, one, you're doing it right now by listening to this podcast. But two, I want you to go in and I want you to look at some books, some literature on emotional intelligence. I promise you, it will change your life and the, the way that you operate, looking at the human truths. And then the lastly, I want you to accept it and keep it moving and then vibrate higher. That's the final step of that homework to accept it. Because once you've now, because you, I always say this, you write it down and you make it plain. Once you write it down and you've identified it, now it's not in a confused place. It's there, it's in front of you. You know the mark, you know the target and black marks the spot. You can go and you can hit that target. And once you've done that, you can accept it. You keep it moving in the most bougie way and you just keep on vibrating higher. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the JW podcast known as the Black and Bougie Experience. That's right. You have tuned into the JW podcast known as the Black and Bougie Experience, where we are identifying right now how to um, to remove ourselves from that winner's remorse, completely remove the remorse part and just win. Thank you so much. I look forward to, to speaking to you again on another episode of the JW podcast known as the Black and Bougie Experience, where I want you to stay bougie and be inspired.